Welcome to Bloodbath, a true crime podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Jamie. Wait, Ash, did you just say cr- true crime? True crime, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Woo crime. So if I'm easily creeped out or offended by jailbreak or the flaying of human skin, then this probably isn't what? the podcast for me. <laughs> Bitch, this may not be the podcast for me. <laughs> yeah, this might not be the podcast for anyone. <laughs> anyway, consider that your blanket trigger warning. You're about to listen to a real true crime podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get podcasts. It's time for the show. And we're back. Hello. Yes, we are. And I am nervous. You should be. I don't know if I should go first or not. No, you, you should. I feel like you should go first. I should. Yeah. Okay, I'll go first. So, we are currenting. What would you title that one? Currently so, eventing. eventing. Currently eventing. <laughs> We're currently eventing, but on one specific case that is taking the nation by storm, Ooh. and that is Casey and Vicky White's. Not related. Not married just already have the last name making things easier for wow i guess so for those who don't know these are the correctional officer who helped an inmate escape oh my god it's the walmart version of bonnie and clyde okay (laughs) (laughs) and i've got opinions and we're gonna get into them okay okay and listen to the whole thing before you form the, oh, wow, Ashley's a bitch opinion. Okay? Because I'm not. I mean, this is valid. <laughs> Just you wait. <laughs> Just you wait. <laughs> so we're going to take a little trip back to February 1st, 2008. 31-year-old Christy Shelton was at Casey White's home when she supposedly grabbed a sawed-off shotgun and shot herself in the head. Oh, wait, no, 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 the chest. Shot herself in the chest. (laughs) This was declared a suicide by Casey and his mom. However, her body wasn't found by Casey, who was in the house. It was found by his mom. Okay. Okay. Already fishy. Mm -hmm. This is fishy. Christy's family has never believed that this was a suicide. And as of, like, two weeks ago, this case is now reopened. Ooh, but Thank God. So now we're going to go forward from the time that we were just at, but still back 10 years from now. Okay. <laughs> Casey had assaulted his brother with an axe. Casually. Handle. Casually. <laughs> axe handle. Still, he hit him in the fucking face with this. And, of course, it's causing serious injuries to his face. And he would spend three years in prison. Okay. Maybe he's learned his lesson. Maybe he doesn't like being in prison. (laughs) She's funny today, y'all. Well, it's true. (laughs) He doesn't like being in prison. However, he plays stupid fucking games and wins stupid prizes. Because in 2015, after he gets out of prison, he (laughs) heads over to his ex-girlfriend's house, where she has two roommates, with two handguns, and holds them hostage in the house. For what? She's able to flee and, like, get away and run to the neighbor's house. And then the two uh, male roommates are able to jump out of the window and also run away to safety as he's pointing the gun at them. 
So everyone's on the phone with 911 telling them what's happening. They're informing them that there is two kids still inside the house. Why are they? With Casey. Why are they? And then they hear gunfire. No. Multiple gunfire. He kills her dog. What the fuck? Thankfully, the two kids are safe. Mm Mm-hmm. So, get this. He's out now. He is fucking running away. A man calls 911, and he's like, somebody just broke into my house demanding money. I told him I don't have any, and so he stole my Ford Explorer. Makes sense. (laughs) Makes sense. So, Casey drives about 20 miles north to Tennessee. Uh, It's like a welcome center over there on the I-65, and attempts to hijack a truck driver. No. So, this man tells police Casey had two handguns, jumped into his car, and snarled, you're going to drive me. To which this man says, go fuck yourself, and he barricades himself in his sleeper. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) So Casey has no other... It's not funny, but, like, it's funny. Good job, guy. He's like, no, I have shit to do. You can can be on your way. (laughs) It's not like he can steal the truck, because you have to know how to drive a truck. Exactly. he's just like, no. There's that, too. (laughs) No. I'm, I'm sleeping, sir. Like, go away. So defeated on that one, he jumps back out of the 18 wheeler and goes up to this woman and shoots her in the arm oh. after she wouldn't open the door, steals her car, <laughs> and luckily she's alive. She's she's still alive. But he shot her. Yeah. What the fuck? Motherfucker. Casey drives another 20 miles north on I-65 to a pilot travel center and cornersville tennessee where he dishes the ford explorer and hijacks a white 2012 lincoln at gunpoint like he's gtaing the fuck out of gta this. real life <laughs> he then takes off going about 100 miles an hour towards alabama when a limestone county deputy headed the opposite way sees him going damn near 30 miles an hour over the speed limit mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like um you can't do that <laughs> whoop, whoop. so a car chase <laughs> that's the sound of the police <laughs> So the car chase is on. Deputies chase Casey back to Ethan's, Tennessee, where he gets off at US 31 and drives into a ditch across the seat across the street from the Swan Creek Mobile Home Park. Mm. As officers surround the car, Casey gets out of the vehicle and puts a gun to his own head, threatening to shoot himself unless he could speak with Limestone County Sheriff Mike Blakely. This guy is such a a felon. He's on a first name basis <laughs> with the- He's on first name basis with fucking people. He is requesting people by name. It's fucking embarrassing. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> it's, this whole thing is so embarrassing. So Blake eventually arrives on scene and convinces Casey to peacefully surrender. He later tells officers that he had intended to kill his ex-girlfriend. And have police kill him. He says his only regret was that neither took place. And if he's released, he will kill his ex. Okay. Do you see where my opinion's starting to form? Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> Casey is charged with 13 <laughs> felonies, two misdemeanors, including first-degree attempted murder, six counts of first-degree kidnapping, first-degree robbery, first-degree theft of property, third-degree burglary... Cruelty to animals. He killed a dog. Mm-hmm. Straight to jail. Straight to death. Get you get the chair. <laughs> breaking and entering. Yep. Breaking and entering a vehicle. Attempting to elude in two counts of first degree burglary. 
He's also facing multiple charges in Tennessee after the incident, including first-degree attempted murder, carjacking, two guns of attempted carjacking, and theft of more than $10,000. What a stellar dude. Therefore, stellar. Gold stars all over. (laughs) (laughs) So he's sentenced to 75 years. And that kind of puts us to where we are today, in a sense. So get this. He's in a 75-year prison term in the Alabama Department of Corrections for a string of violent crimes. And he allegedly wrote a letter in June of 2020 requesting, again, name on name basis, (laughs) to speak to uh, an investigator at the Lauderdale County Sheriff's Office. He then tells this person that he is the person that fatally stabbed 58-year-old Connie Ridgeway. Oh. Yep. So Connie was described by her son as, quote, she was just super sweet, typical Christian Southern lady. She was always smiling, always happy, a person who was in that community where everybody there just loved her. And I read one article that even spoke about how her neighbor was having a fire. And before the firemen even got there, she was already there helping. (laughs) Like... What? (laughs) So October 23rd, 2015, a welfare check was requested at Meadowland Apartments. Once there, they found Connie Ridgway stabbed to death on her living room floor. Holy shit. Connie's case would remain unsolved for five years until Casey admitted to it. Oh, my God. When Casey wrote the investigator, he told them that he was paid to kill Connie. Mm. So he set up for trial on Connie's murder in Lauderdale County Jail Scheduled to be done in April of 2022. Okay. Mm-hmm. During an arraignment for Connie's murder in October 2020 is when Casey first met Vicky White. Mm. So who's Vicky White? Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Good mythical <Yes>. warning. <laughs> so Vicky White was a 56-year-old county assistant director of corrections. Rick Singleton, the sheriff of Lauderdale County, County, Alabama, where Vicki White worked for nearly two decades, said she was a model employee. All of her coworkers, all the employees in the sheriff's office, the judges, all had the utmost respect for her. But they were all duped. Because mm. you see, Casey and Vicki had a secret relationship of some sort secret for about two years. Exactly. That's what we are. <laughs> Even when Casey would be moved to different prisons, they would still communicate. Oh, my God. And being that this is a secret relationship between a officer of some sort and a prisoner, there's not too much to, like, know about this lifetime version of a love story, I guess we can call it. <laughs> but what is known of what Vicky's... All I can assume that she did this for was some, for some, like, really bad dick. Let's be real. And it's not even, like, bad as in bad as in, like, felonous. She wanted some felon dick. (laughs) You know. Like, honey, download Tinder, okay? There are plenty of people for a one-night stand. (laughs) I I don't know. Are they the baddest of boys? Oh, no. I like bad boys. Stop it. Okay. So Sheriff Singleton is telling the media while looking for them, quote, we have confirmed through independent sources and other means that there was, in fact, a relationship between Casey White and Vicky White outside of her normal work hours. Not physical contact, but a relationship of different nature. 
He said interviews with other inmates helped confirm a personal relationship between Casey White and Vicky White, who were not related. They had to make sure to put that in there. <laughs> we were told Casey White got special privileges and was treated differently while in the facility than other inmates. Inmates said Casey White was getting extra food on his trays and was getting privileges no one else got. And this was all coming from her. Wow. Yikes. All right, so let's get into Vicky's part in this and why I have such a disgust for her. Vicky had put in papers for retirement on April 26, 2022. Five weeks before April 29, 2022, Vicky sold her home for $95,550. This is a red flag because she sold it for less than half of the current market value and was living with her mom. And she also sold all the shit inside of her house. That's... Red flag. Literally in this economy. Like, in this economy? People of our age, is, people of our age at this moment, think about selling your house for less than half the price. People our age don't own houses, actually. Shut up. Okay, Bryn. Bryn. <laughs> okay, all right, that's it. Katie. Everyone's renting. You can't afford to buy houses. Imagine buying a house and then selling it for half the price, okay? It is not happening. Shut up. <laughs> Me moving in with my in-laws basement. <laughs> oh, it's too good. <laughs> oh god. Okay, so she's sold all of her shit, right? Around this time, she was withdrawing large amounts of cash from her bank account without replenishing it, which was really odd for her. Another odd thing, another red flag. She's buying men's clothing, which her husband that she had before they ended up divorcing and he also ended up dying from a disease sure there's no reason for her to be buying men's mm-hmm. clothes seems and also delicious. giant man clothes oh and i just have to put this in there but she was also buying some sex store stuff oh to which i would normally say go on with your bad self but do not go on with your bad self ma'am Mm. Do not. Mm-hmm. She bought an orange 2007 Ford Edge under a different name. And then the nail in the coffin for me solidifying my opinion on this bitch is that she bought an AR-15. Oh, my God. Casually. Casually. You do on a typical Sunday. Mm-hmm. For your felonious. 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 <laughs> April 28, 2022, she checked in at a hotel in Florence after taking her new car to the parking lot of a nearby shopping center. Mm. April 28th, the same day, she calls her coworker, telling them that she had locked herself out of her car and needed a ride to work. Nobody thought anything suspicious of this because mm-hmm. she's a respected employee. But there was some hardcore planning going on. April 29, 2022, the next day, she checks out of the hotel at 5.21 a.m. There's footage of it. And heads to work. From my understanding, around 9 a.m.-ish, she cleared everyone from the detention center, like her coworkers, and said that she was going to be taking Casey White to a mental health evaluation at the courthouse and then stopped by the medical department because she wasn't feeling too well. You can see this footage on our Instagram, by the way, at Bloodbath Podcast, if you want to see it. (laughs) You see her pulling the car, the patrol car, back up, 
getting out, letting Casey out into the car. And it's done in a way that you would never think that a officer would actually be escorting a very dangerous inmate Mm -hmm. where she just walks in front of him, holds the door open to make sure he can like come out too. And then casually goes into the car. Like you would think she'd be walking behind him. Mm -hmm. Also, they're not allowed to move inmates of his, not stature, but his. With his background. What he's been convicted Mm -hmm. of. Yeah. With his background alone, there has to be at least two. So she's already fucking up. Okay. So 931 comes around and it's people are like, okay, whatever. And then the afternoon comes around. People are starting to notice that Vicky is not around and neither is Casey. They're trying calling her straight to voicemail. They see that there's no mental health evaluation done at the courthouse. And as a matter of fact, the court is so swamped with cases this day. Like it is their most busiest day. And there's no Casey White anywhere. Oh, my God. There's absolutely zero reason that Casey White needs to be being taken out. So first remember all the things I said about what they thought about Vicky, right? Model employee, all respected, yada, 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 all that stuff. So first, her colleagues, they're really nervous. They're like, holy shit, she might unknowingly have gotten caught up with Stacy. She might have just like fucked up. She's really close to retiring. Maybe she just wasn't thinking straight. She could be in danger. Mm-hmm. But that was very soon proven otherwise with all the proof in the pudding. <laughs> to which I want to ask you, why is the proof always in the pudding? Proof's in the pudding, man. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> so here's what's been released so far. They drove over to the parking lot where Vicky had strategically left her car, got out of the patrol car, and then got into her new car. For six hours at least, they have been gone before people started to really notice. Here's the thing. Casey is pushing 300 pounds, standing at six foot nine, my dude. Vicky, standing at five foot five on a good day, looks like a fucking toddler next to him. <laughs> it shouldn't be that hard to spot these fuckers. People were calling in with sightings, but the next helpful call would not come for a few days when a tow truck driver all the way back in Tennessee said that he had towed Vicky's car about two hours from Alabama. So she ditches her brand new car that she just bought. Remember the ex-girlfriend that he tried to Mm -hmm. kill? And that he did kill her dog? Yes. And how he said that if he gets out, he's going to try to kill Mm -hmm. her again? Yeah. So she goes onto the news, not showing her face, not showing anything, because she's put into fucking hiding for her own safety. Yeah. And, yeah, right? And... She says, I thought I would never have to worry about him ever again. Casey White is a very dangerous is very dangerous to everybody that is around him. I can't believe it. I just can't believe it. She then puts out a word to Vicky and says, If she is still alive, get the hell out. Run. Run as fast as you can and turn yourself in and contact somebody. Like, do the right thing before you lose your life or somebody else does. Holy as shit. in fucking her. As in letting out the guy who said that if he fucking gets out, that he will try to kill her. Yeah, that's fucking scary. And um, no, thank you. And no. It's unacceptable what she's done. She knows exactly what she has done. Who she has let out. And I have no sympathy for her. Like, you literally helped create this monster. Or, I mean, helped release release the monster. aiding and abetting this monster. 
Exactly. Exactly. So finally a warrant is put out for them. Mm. And May 2nd, they paid a homeless guy to check into a motel for them in Indiana, where he ended up paying for a week to stay there. May 3rd was the next sighting, and it wouldn't be, and it would be the one that would finally lead to their capture, but not quite yet. Casey stopped the car wash with a truck in Indiana and abandoned it there, then got into another car that they stole. Jesus Christ. Oh my God. From the footage of the cops finding the truck, they found some trash and a Glock magazine loader. So they're already sure that there's guns on them. But now they're like, oh, fuck. There's guns on them. May 9th comes around. This was the third that they found the truck. This is the ninth now. And a cop is just driving around, patrolling the area, when he notices a car that has been reported stolen. So he calls it in. And they stake out the hotel, waiting for whoever it is to come out. And eventually, they do. It's Casey and Vicky. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> they don't even know what they're getting themselves into. <laughs> These bitches were wild and all over. Going through intersections, intersections over medians, through stoplights, stop signs. Flying all over the place. They are trying to get away. Finally, a patrol car ran them off the road. And the chase was done. Again, Casey ends with being put into a ditch. <laughs> That's how all his car chases He's not end. really good at this, is he? He's not very good at this. So while this is happening, though, for some odd reason, Vicky calls 911. I'm sorry. And What? Yeah. But she doesn't talk to the dispatcher. You can just hear her yelling at Casey saying, we should just go out, go out and run. And then yells at Casey, you just had to stay at a fucking hotel. Like, what? And then you can hear, like, a little scream, and you hear, like, the other side of the door being, like, smashed open or, like, pulled open, and they're dragging Casey out. And then you hear a gunshot, possibly. There's a lot of sounds going on, and she's no longer saying anything. Oh. Yeah. So cops are dragging Casey out, (laughs) multiple of them. This guy is huge, dude. Huge. Six foot nine. That's scary. Damn. (laughs) The cops are surrounding the car, working on getting Vicky out, but she still has the gun in her hand. Oh, my God. As the possibility of her shooting herself in the head, Mm -hmm. right? Because she shot herself. They see her chest is still moving, so she's still breathing, and they're trying to get the ambulance over. They're trying to figure it out, because, like, the gun's still in her hand. She's still breathing. They're still possibility of these cops putting their lives in danger but eventually they get her out they get her into the ambulance um she doesn't make it Mm. and as a really important person in my life said it's usually what happens when you put a bolt in your head (laughs) yeah and for her i will say it there you go i mean if you do that most likely unless you're that dude there's a guy who was, uh, he was just sleeping. He woke up with a headache, went to the doctors, found out his wife had shot him in the head, but it had went perfectly between his two lobes, so it didn't kill him. Holy shit. Yeah. I know of a case of a guy got shot in the head sometime when he was sleeping, and <clears throat> he got up the next day for work, mm-hmm. 
and did all his normal oh, things. Yeah, this one. Got into the car, was on his way to work, and then finally died. Yeah, yeah all the blood had trailed out from him. And, yeah. Yep. On the way. Insane. Okay, so. Jeez. Hmm. <laughs> After going through this case, I think we can all see where the actual horse shit is for people calling Vicky a victim. I'm sorry that I'm not sorry that Vicky is not a victim. There's no fucking way. She was planning this for at least five weeks when she sold her house. There was a day when she took Casey out on her own for 40 minutes for a trial run. Mm. She knew he was a very dangerous man. She supplied him with freedom to possibly try killing his ex-wife again, which he vowed to do if he was released. And she supplied him with multiple guns. There were four handguns and the AR-15 in the car with multiple rounds of ammo. She was compliant in the brains of this entire thing. And I don't have an ounce of remorse or pity for her. Any of it. I don't have any of it. She let out a very dangerous man that could have taken the lives of so many people. And there's no real, like, like why, you know? There's not. Like, you're... It's literally just for, quote, love. Like, where? You're an officer of the law. And if he's still hung up on his ex-girlfriend and killing her, he ain't loving you, baby. No. No, no, no. And, no. So, when Casey's apprehended, he you can hear, you can hear him say, is my wife okay? As in Vicky. They were not married. And I don't believe for one singular second... That at the very moment that Casey was given the chance that he would not have disposed of Vicky. Oh, yeah. She was disposable to him. She was a means of getting out and getting his way. Exactly. There was no So, Casey, there's zero benefit. There was only a matter of time before. I don't even know, like, okay, if he killed her, then yes, she would have been a victim in that sense. But it still would have been play stupid games, win stupid prizes in my in my books. Yeah. You let out this dude. This was your fault. It was your plan. Your actions have consequences. This was the consequence. For sure. And she... Well, hold on. So Casey was obviously charged with escaping and a shit ton of other stuff, including the possibility of him actually shooting Vicky in the head. Okay. So they are looking into that. But... With everything that's come out so far and the way that the footage was where the gun's still in her hand, you can hear them saying it. That doesn't sound likely. It sounds like she played this game and didn't want to win the prize. Yeah. She was like, oh, shit, it didn't <laughs> you work. Know, I don't want to face this music. I don't want to. I don't want this to be all over. Maybe it's 2022. And to a sense, it's working. What? It's 2022. But to a sense, it's working with people believing that she's a victim. Mm. To which I say, no. You can have that opinion, and that can be your moral compass, but that is not mine in this situation. She knew who he was. And, I mean, so say he's super charismatic and is able to convince her to do all these things. That's what people you, said. Like, the correctional officer says he's super manipulative. Okay. Like, he, he is one of those people. She's a correctional officer. You're supposed to have the mental, like, wherewithal to mm-hmm. literally say no to every inmate that ever comes up to you and is just like hey i got yeah. a deal here's a deal let me do this let's do this let's talk numbers and you're just like she is no days away from retirement yeah you've been doing this like for she has ever. been doing this 
Exactly. And you're going to let this man... I mean, okay, benefit of the doubt, devil's advocate, sure, he's convincing, he's charismatic, he convinces her that he's in love with her. You're still in prison, baby. You're still in prison. Like, you still committed several... You killed a dog. And look at you the fact dog. Fuck off. Point blank. Period. On po- Done. On sight. On sight. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. So, obviously, there. this is also happening. This just happened as of, like, a couple weeks ago when you're listening to this today. But he's still going to go on trial for Connie Ridgway's murder. Good. Because he confessed he to did. that. He did. So, unfortunately, this won't be the last time that we hear Casey White's name. We will be keeping up with this, unfortunately. But, fortunately, hopefully, we will get answers for Connie, at the very least. That's good. I don't know. Just- and, I guess, R.I.P. Vicky White, but consequences, my dude. Consequences. Gotta live with them. So you or not? Or not or you don't. <laughs> you're right. You don't have to live with them. So there you go. Uh, fun fact for you. Yeah. Since you asked, uh, the proof in the in the pudding. Oh. That used to say the proof of the pudding is in the eating. So that means you have to oh. know, like you have to try it to see if it's good. Proof is in the pudding. So they. Yay! Now it. we know. Yeah. So we shortened yeah. it as. People do over time. It's a colloquialism (laughs) now. So there you have it. Super fun. Nice. That was great. Um, All right. Well, buckle up, bitches. Oh, I'm not ready. This is probably (laughs) one of the shortest cases I've ever done, but that's because it's just straight to the point and there's not much to it. Okay. So we're going to go over to Poland. Yeah. Hang out in Poland Poland for a bit with uh, Katarzyna Zawada. She was born on June 1st. Sorry, I don't have a passport. I can't Okay, help. that's probably for the best. <laughs> uh, she was born on June 1st, 1975 in Poland. Um, and she, there's not much on her background. She decided she wanted to study religion at Jagiellonian University near Krakow. I'm really trying with these names. Sorry if I say it wrong. Krakow. <laughs> Krakow. That's fun. Uh, <laughs> her friends said that she was very nice, but very sad and withdrawn. And that was all after 1996 when her father died. Oh, no. So, on November 12th, 1998, Katarzyna was supposed to meet her mother at the psychiatric clinic where she was treated for her depression. And this was in Nawahuta. But she never showed up to her appointment. And so Katarzyna's mother right away was like, okay, we need to file a missing persons report. And the police were like, no, it's too soon. Same day that uh, she doesn't show up to her appointment. No, she's probably just, she's an adult. She's doing something. That's, like, the one place where you can tell somebody how to do their job. It literally. Like, any other job's like, you, you really want to tell me how to do my job? Making your drink at Starbucks? Okay. Well, you can make it yourself at home. <laughs> no, no. At the police station, it's file the missing report. Now, this is my loved one. Like, you can't. I know what they <laughs> act like, and I know they would never do this. And at the very least, like, it is a runaway. It's somebody who doesn't want to be found, whatever. At least there's something still filed. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with filing it. Just do your job. Anyway, so she wasn't able to file it right away, but she eventually did. And nothing really came of it until January 6, 1999. So this is three months later. There's the crew of the Elk Pusher Tug, which is like a little tugboat. They found um, Mm -hmm. a little piece of evidence on their ship. 
they were like, what is this weird thing? And it was a piece of human skin. Oh, no. So they then tested that skin, and it indicated that it belonged to Katarzyna. Oh, shit. So on January 14th, Katarzyna's right leg was recovered from that river as well. Oh. And at first, investigators were like, okay, so she was obviously destroyed by a propeller on a boat. Like, chopped up, you know? Okay. That's logical. Right. But then they examined the body further, and they found that the skin was removed from the torso on purpose, and the limbs and heads had, like, and her head had been cut off, like, oh, like no. sliced, like surgically. Yeah. And the skin was prepared in such a way that it was like kind of like a bodysuit, and they believed that the murderer had worn it. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. So, let's get into the investigation. Fucking grossest case I think I've ever covered. Um, May of 1999, the Forensic Medicine Unit in Krakow received a corpse of a man who had a severed and scalped head. And the killer was Vladimir W., who was the son of the victim. And prior to the arrest, they had seen Vlad in the mask made of skin pulled from the head of his own father. So, at first, investigators were like, okay... Vlad is the one who did it to Katarzyna. But they couldn't find any evidence to support this claim. But, like, how could they have multiple people in the same city, like, wearing skin... Doing this. ...of other people? Yeah. What in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Stop it! It's really bad. So, at this point, they had to put the case to rest. There was no evidence coming forward. They could not move forward in the case. But in 2012, thanks to advances in forensic science... They reopened the investigation Um, and experts formed uh, uh, from the 3D expertise laboratory of the Krakow Medical University created a model of the injuries inflicted on Katarzyna. And they concluded Mm -hmm. that the attacker used a sharp tool to wound her on her neck, armpit and groin so that she would bleed to death. Oh, my God. So she'd bleed out first. Yes. Which I think is part of the flaying process is like bleeding them out enough so that it's not like a slippery mess. Oh, God. Disgusting. Anyway, in 2014, they ended up building a psychological profile and that obviously was pointing to sadistic tendencies in this person. And in 2016, they confirmed that Katarzyna had been tortured before her death and was probably tortured by someone who was trained in a specific area of martial arts. Oh, because the way that they had tortured her before that the the wounds on her body, they were able to indicate were certain martial art moves. So on October 4th, 2017, this is 19 years later, police arrest 52 year old Robert Jenchuski. And upon searching his apartment, they found blood in his bathroom. He fit the psychological profile. He was trained in martial arts. He knew Katarzyna. He even visited her grave. And he had oh. a history of harassing women. And hmm. this is the fucking cherry on top. He worked at a dissecting lab. Oh, no. He dissected human oh, corpses. He just ticked those boxes. Right? Yeah. <laughs> he also had worked at the Krakow Institution of Zoology, where he observed the process of preparing animal skins. And while working mm. there, he, like, just killed a rabbit during a shift. And they were like, all right, we've got to let mm. you go. He just, like, and he, he said he can't explain why he did it. Um, 
He claims that he did not know Katarzyna and he did not commit the murder. Well, he's still awaiting trial in jail right now, and it's going to be a closed trial, so we'll see if we hear about it. But yeah. fuck that guy and the other guy, both of them. <laughs> disgusting. Yeah, seriously. That's disgusting. a short case of human flaying, unfortunately. Yeah. Disgusting. And we'll keep up with both of these cases now. Yeah. Just, oof. Had to get that one off my chest. Yeah. Like, they literally wow. just found Ugh. her, like, skin suit in the water. Yeah. I would not want to be the person to find that. I don't know. No, thank also, you. Also, why would you throw it in the water? Wouldn't you want to wear it? Because people think once you just throw stuff into the ocean and whatnot that it's just going to sink or not ever be seen. But it's like, people go to the ocean and also not everything sinks. So um, Britney Spears, you're an hello. Idiot. I thought the old lady threw it into the ocean in the end. Well, baby, I went down and got it for you. Aw, you shouldn't oh, have. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. People dive down and get stuff. Like, people can, <laughs> people can go down to the Titanic, okay? Like, yeah. nothing. Just don't kill people. It's that easy. And you won't have to worry about it. It's so Weird. easy. Just don't. Just walk away. <laughs> Just walk away. You can even laugh while you walk away. Menacefully. Yeah. Maniacally <laughs> laughing. <laughs> And you're good. Just walk yeah. away. <laughs> and you will never be seen again. Already. <laughs> you have your good good? Oh. I mean, I'm moving tomorrow. Or today, technically. Yeah. Technically. technically. Yeah. yeah. What's yours? Um, I don't know if I have one right now. <laughs> Life is kind of... Ooh! Thunderstorms. I've had thunderstorms. <laughs> We've had a really great thunderstorms. You, you know... There wasn't a singular thunderstorm in Oregon for the year that I lived there. Really? I did not see lightning. I did not hear thunder. Well, all the years before that. Unless it was from my phone. They were there, so. Of course. Of course. Yeah. So, I've been getting thunderstorms, like, every couple days, and it's been real nice. Nice. (laughs) Hell yeah. Good for you. (laughs) Yes. And good for you on having your 80-degree days and going back to aviation school. It's, it's an Ashley day. It's all gloomy outside. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. She says with the disgust. <laughs> we appreciate your support. Keep up with us on all our socials at Bloodbath Podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you are listening to this right now. Unless you're driving, don't do that. <laughs> oh, and one last thing, too. Uh, head over to Affirmative Murder and listen to their Crime Con episode. You might hear some familiar voices and like multiple familiar voices. They interviewed a bunch of people. Yeah, so super cool. Head over there. Show them some love. Definitely. Give them a five star rating. <laughs> but wait. But wait. Oh, wait. What? <laughs> Ready? One, two, three. There's, There's more. more. <laughs> Bye, 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 bye. bye.